Welcome back to The Vibe. I'm super stoked to have Rielle on The Vibe. Rielle is a certified confidence coach who helps women develop unshakable self-worth, find their inner voice, and crush their goals with confidence. Rielle works with her clients to shift their mindsets, create healthy habits, and practice overwhelming self-love in order to start living the life they know that they are meant for. I felt compelled to have Rielle on The Vibe because I am constantly talking about my own ebbs and flows that life is like a wave and I always share my laughter, many tears, so I was really excited to have someone on who can offer some love, TLC, and insight of that sort on the vibe. I think so many people have such a hard time admitting the place that they're in is not the place that they want to be. I always share my own struggles because I know this could help someone. What really made me take a moment to say, whoa, everyone needs to know about her was when I saw how much she and I actually had in common as kids, how much I already related to her just from reading her bio. I didn't want to go even deeper because after what I saw, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm saving this all for the podcast. So, Rael, I would love if you could introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from. You know, I want to dig deep into who Rael is, but we'll get deep in there. Thank you, Alexa, for having me. Um, so happy to be here and connect with you and share everything about myself and my business and all of the good things. So thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> where are you um, from? Like, tell so us where you're from. Where'd you go to school? Yeah, like, me. tell me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So I I was born in San Francisco, but I wasn't raised there. I, My family and I moved to the East Coast right away. Um, my parents were, they both immigrated from Beirut, Lebanon. I'm Armenian by heritage they got married in Lebanon and immigrated from there and uh were I'm essentially a first generation Armenian American um and they knew no one really I mean my father was just establishing his business here um my mom had a few family members but they really knew no one and were starting from scratch uh we lived in Manhattan a little bit moved to New Jersey and I grew up in New Jersey ever since um about two years into to my life and three years into my parents' marriage, they decided to get divorced, which uh, is still pretty taboo within the Armenian community. Armenians are, it's a very tight-knit Christian community and um, just very, uh, very close to the Jewish culture, actually, very yeah. like family-oriented totally. and um, tied to their religion and culturally uh, just family is really the, the core, part of the core of the culture. So Divorce was not a thing, especially in the 80s and 90s. It was like really controversial for this, what seemed like a happy Armenian couple to get divorced. Um, I was the only child from their marriage. And, uh, you know, I was, I don't remember them together, honestly. And they've told me about their drama at the time. Um, but I wasn't really a part of it. I was a super happy kid growing up very social i mean i could talk to a wall and you know I, I was recently watching some family videos we converted some tapes and we're watching some of them and every video whether it was like on vacation or with family or with like friends of family members and cousins i was always talking to someone like just the kids the local kids that were there yeah <laughs> The meeting kids at like the resort or whatever, maybe. Um, just always making friends, super social. And I, you know, I'm still that way today. I love connecting with people from different walks of life and uh, hearing their stories and uh, learning more about them. 
um, my joint custody situation with my parents was kind of interesting. It was one week with my mom, one week with my dad. Um, and it was just not the most stable by any means. I mean, I had a great childhood and they did the best that they could as parents at the time, but that's just not a stable living situation yeah. every week. Like on Monday, I'd start over again and bring like my favorite clothes with me that I really wanted to have in both places and all of that. And I, you know, I would say that as happy as I was, as much of an extrovert as I was, I definitely did feel a sense of um, shame for their, like I knew that something was just different about the way I was living my life and my family's story. And it wasn't like other Armenian pe friends that I knew or people that I knew. At school, I was really the only one like with a little bag on Mondays, like with my favorite things. And I knew that my situation was a little different, as blessed as I was. Totally. And you know that, it weighs on a kid. You know, you then feel like you need to overcompensate in other ways. And it's like, none of that was ever my fault or my doing or anything. But it's almost like you're walking around with this like little shadow and you feel like you have to overcompensate for it. So um, as I continued to grow up and like, you know, you shed your childhood and your um your I guess like true sense of self as mm -hmm. you like grow in society and become an adolescent and a teenager I started to just trust myself a bit less and you know always want to please others always wanted to please my parents and give both parties the benefit of the doubt and I was just caught up in the middle of their bullshit at times totally. um, it was yeah it was difficult. Um, there was an incident with my father in 2003. I had just started in, at a new high school and was just in the process of making new friends in a town where my family actually still lives now. Um, but in a town that's that kids grow up there, like it's, it's tr like true suburbia and yeah. kids are their friends from a super young age. And I was brand new to this town. I'm like, it's like their moms were friends here? with them while they were pregnant and then on and then forth. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> it's Jewish geography Literally. straight up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was new there challenging, but I'm, um, you know, I was making friends, everything was going well. And then I was pulled out of school for three weeks, my freshman year of high school, um, because of an incident that had taken place with my dad. And that was really hard. So to come back from that, obviously everyone was like, where were you? Like, what happened? Were you sick? Were you, um, and it was, it wasn't fun. So that contributed to this feeling of like, overcompensating, being super nice all the time, um, not setting boundaries because, you know, you just want to like get along with people and forget about the, all of those things that are affecting you. Um, so, so Rael, yeah, that is literally yeah. like, like everything you just said was exactly why I couldn't go into your bio any deeper because <laughs> I was like, we are the same person. Like my parents also immigrated from Colombia divorced when I was two <laughs> like obviously wow, very 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 like I'm obviously you and I are very different Virgo Sagittarius if anyone was curious um but <laughs> I was like the moment that I saw that and and like those feelings of shame and overcompensating and you know I was talking to you earlier about my own life but I have an older sister and I was the kind of kid who again very similarly to you huge extrovert wanted to be, could talk to a wall wanted to be friends with ever could be friends with anybody anywhere anytime and 
I really, really like, I suffered later in my later years from overcompensating so hard. And when I like read your, that part of your story, I was like, wow, that's it. Like we have to meet. And you actually answered the, one of the things I wanted to ask you, which was what was young Rael like? Because I think so much of who we are today is so much of who we are back then. You just like, you know, you go through adolescence and you lose your child self because you don't want to be a kid anymore. But then you grow up and you're like, what did I love to do? Like, what did I, I know my own self and I think about like, I used to like love, I love the monkey bar still. I just can't do it the way I used to. But the way I loved (laughs) to do that then, I'm like, I want to love to do what I'm doing now as much as I love to do it as a kid. Do you know what I mean? So I always bring up childhood because I just think wherever you are now, had to have had something to do with who you were as a kid and reading your story just that tiny piece because after that I was like done I can't look anymore I'm gonna know her and I just was like we have so much in common and do you know how many other people have that in common and like feel that same like shame or guilt because things didn't work out within their own family or they come from a different place or you know they want to satisfy everyone except they don't satisfy themselves in that process and that is exactly why I wanted to have you on here so before we dive deep into your current what were you doing before you decided to take this route because I know for my own self I was telling you before I worked in LA I worked in entertainment I decided I didn't tell you this part but I decided that was all crazy and I didn't love it anymore so I just literally left LA moved to Hawaii and got my yoga teacher certification and I teach I'm interior designer and I do podcast hosting but it opened the doors for me to be like you are not limited to just this like you could do whatever you want you're not stuck in LA just because you got a lease here like you're not stuck so I want to know where you were before you started your you'll tell everyone about what you're started what you started but I want to know what um what made you have like this what were you doing before that made you have an empathetic approach to what you wanted to do next Sure, sure. And first of all, hats off for for taking that leap. I mean, it was the scariest. You. It was so have, scary. Literally have, I yeah, I can only imagine. But then, how how uh, satisfying is the feeling on the other side? So, no words. Yeah, hats off to you. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> hats you. off to you for that. <laughs> Thank um, you. So before before getting into my current business now, I was in marketing and events. I was an event planner specifically. Uh, for about three years at a catering and events company. Mm -hmm. And I liked it. I mean, to be honest, I enjoy marketing. I enjoy putting an event together, seeing an event come to life. I think that there's great satisfaction in that and seeing a happy client at the end of it all. Um, Loved all that. But it's so funny, in 2020, so my husband and I got married in December of 2019. Lucky. Before, (laughs) so lucky. I, I thank my lucky stars every day for that. But we were in Bali. We went to Japan and Indonesia for our honeymoon. And we were in Bali in January of 2020. And I actually had some time to think and just be at peace. We really weren't doing much or doing much sightseeing, just relaxing. And it was the beginning of a new year, a new decade. Of course, none of us knew what was was about to come in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. But I said, you know, what do I really, like, I like event planning. Yes. And I like that the role that I'm in now, but is this what I really want to be doing for the rest of my life? Like, is this really fulfilling to me? Is this what I really think that I'm meant for? Or is this only what I'm meant for? And that was 
you know, I, I looked, I just reflected long and hard about that. And I thought it's, there's so much more that I could be doing. I've always felt like I want to be an entrepreneur and have my own thing and pave my own path. Uh, I just didn't always have the confidence to do so and the means to do so. But I really felt like I was starting with a blank slate, a fresh new notebook. You know, I had just gotten married, this new beginning, new year, new decade. And I said, you know, why, why, why don't I pursue, okay, there's like, like therapy, but then there's also coaching. And it's mm-hmm. like, what, you know, why don't I pursue this a little more, do a little bit of homework, see what it takes to obtain a certification, et cetera, et cetera, and look into it all and take it from there. And then sure enough, COVID hit in March. I had so much extra time on my hands. Um, I was still working with the company that I was working with, but I had the time to get my certification and just pave that path. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all began. I love that. that. And I think it's honestly like, so like, it's so um, incredible that in a time where you were in Bali, like truly having, you were done with your wedding. So that all of that was off of your radar. You're like done. We're done with this. Um, you were able to like really sit in like deep thought. And that's like something with my own self. When I finally decided to take that step, I would go to the beach any moment I had off from work and just like sit there and be like, give me a sign, like something in the world, like show me. And it's like really in those like grounded and when I say grounded I mean like literally feet in the sand or the ground or like something where you're like I need something deeper and I need it to happen and I'm gonna make it happen and it's really crazy because a lot of the people that I've interviewed I always ask and I, I I guess I'll ask I have stopped asking it but you know 2020 actually was a great year for them like despite it being so hard at first like people really it taught people again, what we were saying before, people who didn't want to do what they were maybe doing and felt overworked, they stopped doing that. And they were like, I'm going to live because you never know what tomorrow is going to be. And I'm going to find my true passion or I'm going to work less hours. And this is so random, but I'm going to go fishing more because that's what I love to do or like whatever it (laughs) may. And that was really random. I have no idea where fishing came from, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like my mom, my mom, for instance, great example. She's been a single mom working her whole life she finally was like I'm gonna start taking my really my time and I'm gonna be half time in Miami half time in Philly and now she's obsessed with boxing and she like will like oh. like now she's like okay I don't need like I'm not working that like I need to take time for me what I need is boxing as opposed to two years ago she would have never taken like the first five hours of like work off to like do something for her she would like think about me and my sister right. first and like what we may need or whatever. And now, like not now, but like in the last like couple months, she's been like, okay, this is what I need. I need to be healthy. I need to feel good. Like, and I think that's so important. And that's like where a life coach does come in handy of like kind of be like nudging you into those like right directions. Like my mom, I, I really, really think my mom only started to do this one. She was very inspired by this woman on Instagram, she's much older. Her name's like fit with Joan or something. She's like much older. Mm. She's like in her Uh eighties, but like super fit. And then I think she was also just inspired. I know she was really inspired by her. And then she was also just like, I only have one life. And like, if like the world ends tomorrow, like I don't want to like be sitting in my office, like every, like knowing that I sat there every day. And I think it's so brave of her, but I think what got her out was me, 
I took her to a Pilates class, which wasn't her thing. And I was like, and we got a celery juice after, which also isn't her thing, but now it is. And the only reason I think what she realized from that was we walked there together. We took a class together. We walked, we had a juice. We had quality time together doing something really healthy. And I think she never, no one, I just don't think anyone ever really did that with her that way in a way that was like nice and kind. So you know, maybe she didn't need a life coach in that sense, but she did have a yoga teacher who was like, all right, we're going to do this this way. So I think it's really remarkable what you're doing, because I think a lot of people, again, my mom had me as a little bit of a push to show her like a different side of the world. But a lot of people need to see that a lot of people are so one sided, one minded. And it's so important to be like, you can do something else, you can be happier, like it, believe it or not, you could be happier than this moment. So um, I would love to know your process, your method, like how you were able to do this. Also the method of how, what is the certification process? Like, I'm just like curious on that end. Yeah. Um, And also like how you run your business. So I guess first tell us how the life coaching certification, all that goes, like when you're in the course. And then if you could tell us how your company works. Sure, sure, definitely. So yes, I did my research. I There's a lot of different coaching schools out there, uh, all with different um, certifications, different lengths that you're in the school, uh, all different kinds of things. Uh, of course, there's the ICF, which is the International Coach Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, it would It's best to get um, a certification from a school that's accredited with the ICF. Right. And then eventually you can work towards becoming an ICF uh, certified coach. But starting with a school that's first recognized by that federation yeah. organization is a great start. So that's where I began. I found the Coach Training Alliance. Uh, it was a six-month program, of course, all remote, given 2020, but they operate remotely regardless. Right. So they already had a process with that. Um, six-month program, which started in July of 2020, and I got my certification in January of this year. Amazing. And it was a weekly, yeah, it was a weekly, weekly classes. Uh, of course, you get your reading materials, you have the opportunity to be coached by other classmates and coach other classmates, really learn about deep listening skills and asking questions that are significant and relevant for clients, mm-hmm. not jumping to give advice, which to be honest, before I did that program and got my certification, I didn't realize that coaching is not about rushing to give advice or tell someone what to do or uh you know, diagnose them in any way. Um, It's really about listening closely, brainstorming with them. If there's an opportunity to offer a new perspective, great, but it's much more collaborative and uh, uh, much more of an action-oriented relationship versus like, okay, here's what you should do, now go do it. Um, And and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I also feel like specifically when it comes to life coaching it's also like a big building of confidence yes because like I I was telling you obviously I go to therapy a lot and like therapy is great love it so much but like love her so much she's amazing but she's not building my confidence by any means it's like me who's talking about my things and like exactly you know someday she's like you're doing great and then someday she's like you could be doing better but by no means is she like giving me the confidence to like move like yes sometimes she does but it's not confidence-based every session, if that makes sense. Right, 
Right. Exactly. And so my, my niche is confidence coaching because I think that that manifests in a lot of different ways. And I think I wanted to specialize in confidence coaching for women. Not that I, I don't have male clients or not opposed to, I'm totally open to working with uh, men too, but I just feel like women need this more because they, you know, they're, they absorb societal cues of what to do and what not to do from a very young age. There's a lot of pressure on women to act and behave a certain way. Um, and, I, you know, I think women who are moms, you know, they just get used to putting themselves last and last and last. Totally. And, you know, and being that people pleaser. And, um, and that's, you know, that's not all women. But I, of course, I, you know, I feel like why not empower People always say to me, why do you only have women on your podcast? And I've had guys on my podcast, but it's like, I, it's, I would, if, if more guys wanted to like hop on here, I'd love it. But I think that women, one, women have a really great way of speaking from the heart. And that's something that Mm -hmm. I have noticed. And I think it's important to highlight those people that speak from the heart because that's what it, for me, that's what ignites me. So, like, it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy, but women generally do come from a place of, like, deep love. And, like, that's something that, with confidence, is, like, super important. And giving women the confidence to, like, get back on the horse or do whatever it is is important because we are in a male-driven world. So, like, that totally makes sense. Right, right. And I think some of those things are shifting. I think the stereotypes are shifting, the dynamics. Like, it's – you can feel a shift happening, Um but there's still work to be done for sure. And that's why I wanted to focus. And it helps to just narrow down, you know, instead of just saying, oh my God, I want to help everyone. Like, of course I would love to, but it helps to be specific and narrow down. So uh, my niche is confidence coaching. There's many coaches out there. There's career coaches, there's uh, relationship coaches, grief coaches, divorce coaches. But to me, I felt like confidence really touches upon so many different aspects of life and it really like everything that you think and do starts with how you feel about you and yourself like that's one of my taglines like unofficial slogans if you will. <laughs> and if I can help someone feel better about themselves and then like target specific parts of their lives where they want to work on more or improve more then great but you so, and I both know that when you feel good about yourself you really can go for whatever goal you're trying to do so like you getting someone to just feel like confident and good enough to get to to just feel confident in whatever they're doing is like all that somebody needs truly to like move forward again you and I are people who can talk to a wall for five days straight some people can't do that but once they're given that that like that again they're not going to talk to a wall for five days but once they're given that like confidence to be like all right I can go in there I can say what I want and I can like I'm I'm either confident that I'm going to get this. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay too. Yep. But like having the confidence to just open up those doors and not harbor anything inside anymore is like, you know, nothing freer than that. And that's, I think that's also something huge to bring up that like, once you break down that you become, you, 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 you're free. You can, you, you are the bravest. You are the most (laughs) confident. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I created like six pillars uh, within my process that I think cover 
all of the foundational bases, essentially. Um, not every client necessarily needs every phase, but I think it covers the key components of confidence, of goal setting, of achieving goals, staying motivated, um, and really, really trans transforming into the best version of yourself. So phase one is identifying limiting beliefs and low confidence triggers. Some people know what they are already, but some need help. They, totally. they just know that their vibrations are off and they want to know what those triggers are. So we unpack a little bit from past situations and whatnot, but we move forward pretty quickly. So exercise phase two is exercise mindset work to overcome limiting beliefs. Um, phase three would be develop healthy habits and practice self-love major major part and it's phase three because it's really a turning point in uh, a client's mindset mindset and the shift that they're making it's also the middle of it too so it kind of like makes sense yeah (laughs) like by the middle of that you should feel like some you should start to feel (laughs) that igniting in you (laughs) yes yeah um phase four is learn to communicate with confidence and clarity so once you're you've done the inner work and feel strong from the inside okay how do you verbalize that how do you communicate to a colleague or to a friend or to a spouse, family member with confidence, with clarity and get the points across that you, what you really mean, you know, really being in touch with yourself externally and internally. Phase five, learn to set boundaries in a healthy manner. Boundaries are so important. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And something that can be lacking in someone who doesn't want to upset anybody or feels like they don't have the strength to say no or just set healthy bound or think of boundaries in a healthy way they don't have to be a negative at all so learn to set boundaries in a healthy manner and then phase six the last phase is successfully set track and conquer desired goals so that's when we discuss a plan let's say if someone and someone may just need one phase here like one area they really want to focus on but it's all encompassing uh and i wanted to really think about the the path of feeling good from the inside out from A to Z, so. I love that. And what's something about your experience that differentiates you from others? For me, I felt a deep sense of relatability to you, which made me feel at ease, which I'm sure makes a lot of other people feel at ease. What is your special sauce to this? Because there are a lot of other (laughs) life coaches and I have spoken to a lot of life coaches and there is just something very different about you. I don't know if it's your experience. I don't know if it's that I feel an emotional connection, but what is your special sauce that, again, it's really crazy because I didn't even, we didn't even like mean to do this, but I was, but I wrote, um, what's your special sauce to try and help facilitate a healthier mindset, mental or physical as well? So what's your secret sauce? Oh my gosh. So yeah, I would say my relatability is, is it basically. Yeah. I've, I've always, um, I've connected with different walks of life. I've experienced a lot. I have a very diverse family at this point. Um, and also just traveling from a young age, I've just seen a lot, experienced a lot. And I feel like I always approach someone with an open book and, trying my best not to judge in any way or if they share a story with me uh it's like no judgment it's a judgment-free zone where i'm open and practice empathy and you know really try to put myself in that person's shoes and see where they're coming from and what their story is so i really do feel like it is my relatability um i also i just try to be very authentic in 
my practice. I'm, I'm not necessarily like a super spiritual person or not that there's anything wrong totally. with that, but I just try to be me. Like just, you should, and you should doesn't... always be you. Like it's better. I, I hate what the authenticity is everything. And that's why like yeah. you, who you are is why I wanted you on here. Cause you're authentic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you you too you too and that was big for me I feel like when people assume you're a coach or you know a, a healer like they just there's all these stereotypes towards it mm-hmm. um and I think that it's easy to get like sucked into being like you okay I have to be like that or I have to like be performative in some way to to fit into this industry or into this world and to me no like it's about being yourself um bringing what you can to the table with like Sometimes some of the things that I posted are like a little bit sassier. Like it's not like a traditional thing that like totally. a life coach might say. And it's like it's just me. Be authentic. Um, because that's that's the uniqueness. That's the uniqueness we all have. Why why try to fit into a mold when like you can just bring your own thing to the table and be different. So I love that. And I can speak from just our first ten minutes of talking off the pod of just feeling the immediate sense of ease talking to you and being like you know what I can tell her my really fucked up story that I don't want to tell anyone else and I say that because like I told you earlier there's a lot of people I wouldn't but even through the screen I feel like this vibration that you are not going to judge me that you're not going to judge that moment and the that relatability that you know we did grow up similarly obviously from different places but you know coming from divorce lifestyle and coming from you know, a place of, uh, it's not shameful anymore, but coming from a place of, like, shame and whatnot. It's and like awkward. Yeah it's, yeah, it's very awkward. And, like, and you know, you, uh, I mean, I said it also, but you said it as well, just creating boundaries for yourself. And we know the boundary I set for my own self. We spoke about it earlier. But yeah. it's so important that people do realize their boundaries and they realize, you know, even as I was saying to you, like, how to act like how you would act a year ago is not how you would maybe want to act now as an adult and like managing how what you can control which is only yourself which is what you and I were talking about I was like I'm not going to stoop to that level because I can only control me and me the Alexa who is here today is not going to be that person like whether somebody hurt me or not like I just won't stoop that low and I love that you bring up boundaries because I think that that is just something people forget about nonstop that you have the that you're allowed to have boundaries like it's your right it's your place to have a boundary and I think it's really important to also again with relatability like the way that it's not even the way that you come off it's who you are it's just like your kind voice like your kind smile like it's those little tiny things that do bring people peace like I've gone to therapists and again I haven't gone to life coaches but I've gone to therapists who have been so hard on me where I'm like you don't even know me like how are like I'm not ready for that like I'm not ready for this and I've gone through a lot of them and I feel like you know for me my my language when it comes to life coach or therapy is understand empathy understand compassion like that's what I needed growing up in life and that's what I need in my life going forward and I feel like you like even from the first two minutes that's you were I was like are you willing to listen to this and you're like I'm ready to and it's like the fact that you're here to do that and also a lot of people aren't are like energy takers they just would throw it on you without you being like I'm ready for this and that's also something that I'd actually love if you could mention that because some people don't realize that that like it's like dumping on someone without them asking 
you know? And it's mm. like, are you ready to receive this information? Sure. You sure. Know? No, I think that's, that's so important. And that's, uh, that's a fair question to ask, but you know, I also, you asked me like, how have I been the last year and a half? And we had met a few minutes ago and I thought that that was so sweet and just like natural. So I wanted to return the favor and not just be like, anyway, so let's jump right into <laughs> me being your guest. You know, it's like, well, you're the host. How, how, when's the last time someone asked you, how have you been? So Thank I you. kind of wanted to pay it forward too. And like, just return the favor. And, and I, and I, I and I, same, like, I was just going to say, yeah. it was so lovely. I was like, I think I'm going to like text her tomorrow and say what up. Um, yeah. all right. So, uh, what has been the hardest part about getting into this field? Because I'm sure it's difficult. I'm sure same as like being a yoga teacher. It's like, there's so many of them out there. How do you be different? And the one thing I always say is no one's competition. Everyone has their special like part that makes them who they are. And sometimes people believe me, sometimes they don't, but that's really deeply how I feel. So what do you think has been the hardest part for you getting into this field? Because you were in marketing before, which is a whole different yeah, playing level. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Honestly, I think one of the challenges has been uh, just educating people on the differences between coaching and therapy um, because they are similar in that they both support a client and help a client, but they're very different and mm -hmm. both super respectable. I mean, I think therapy is wonderful and anyone who has the opportunity to go and to to invest in that for themselves it's it's amazing but they are different and and helping people understand that they're two separate um separate fields and both are should be taken with the same wait level of Rael, did we mention yeah. in the podcast that about the investments or was that off of camera? I think that, no, was, that was off camera. Free. Okay, well, yeah. since you did just mention that, we were talking about how therapy, I was talking about my own therapy experience, and I was saying I wish more people invested in themselves that way. Like, the same way you're going to buy a handbag or a great cream for your face or whatever it was. Like, people should be investing in themselves, whether that's therapy, life coaching, because that's only going to up-level you so much more. So I wanted to throw that in there because I was like, did we put that in there or was yeah. that off camera? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, those those internal things are self-care also. It's not just about a spa day or about a shopping trip or dinner with yeah. friends. Those are all great, of course, but um, internal self-care in those ways and investing in yourself like that is really important too. So um, just to give to summarize it in a nutshell, coaching is more action-oriented um, and it's about taking a person from point A to point B. Uh, where they are to where they want to go. Um, of course, we do dive into just the past because I like to get to know a person and understand who they are and what made them, them. what made them who they are. <laughs> yeah, but um, we don't focus too too much on that. It's about moving forward and uh, creating. It's like you action. don't need to know their childhood life, you know. <laughs> like right. as opposed right. to my therapist, who's like, "Who were you from five to nine? You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Therapy is a lot more about unpacking the past, how a person became who they are today. Uh, of course, they can diagnose much more serious um, conditions if someone is super depressed or let's say if they're suicidal or something along those lines, that is something that a therapist should be handling. And I have no problem referring someone to a therapist. I think it's only ethically correct. A hundred percent. They can also, of course, prescribe medication and whatnot. 
Um, but coaching is much more action oriented. I like to give a little homework from time to time to my clients. If I see an article that I think will resonate with them, I'll send that to them as just like reading material. Um, there's, there's action happening there. So that's what I would say would be the big difference. And it used to frustrate me at first, but now I'm like, okay, this is just going to be part of the daily process. And why not? I'm a person that's here to educate others on this field. And this is just totally random. And I was just thinking about it, but do you have like a group of like other life coaches who have different niches who like you guys will be like, Oh, if this person comes to me, like I got you for this. Like, you know what I mean? Is there like a network of like, of like other life coaches again, who have different like specialties than you do that like, will be like, Oh, here's this person. Like this person actually wants someone who does this. Do you have like a little like community? Sure. Sure. Not officially. Um, I do have a few just people that I've met with on uh, connected with on Instagram um, and some of my former classmates as well, who we try to keep in touch and try to, they're all over the country and we try to keep that going, but that's a great idea. I think maybe that'll be something that I start on a more, I mean, I think it's much harder obviously during these times, but I I just didn't, I just didn't know, but yeah, it is, it is a great thing. I mean, I have like a, even myself when I can't teach a client and I'm like, this girl will be great for her. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I definitely have a community of other yogis that I like either can trust that I love taking their class that I learn from whenever I see that it just, you know, you learn from people who are doing the same thing. So before we close this out, what has been the most rewarding part about starting this? And if you have any, like, I don't want to call them success stories, but any like stories (laughs) that like, you know, bring, bring something out that you're like, this was, a really happy, I, I guess, ending or again, a success story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one would be just like seeing where I am now, um, versus this time last year versus this time last year, it was like, I was just starting to build all just starting to put everything into place. I didn't have my Instagram yet. I wasn't on any sort of platform where I could like, everything was just at the beginning at zero. So first seeing where I've come within a year, I have several active one-on-one clients. I'm in the process of uh, creating a few more options on my website that I can do for people who may not necessarily want one-on-ones. The persistence of it and the dedication of having your own business is a full-time job for sure and something you have to take seriously totally. even on the shitty days where you don't want to work you have oh, to stay yeah. self-motivated you have to um push yourself and see the bigger picture and building this i mean again it's just year one so it's still so new but seeing where i've come from this time last year where i wasn't even certified yet and was just putting the the foundations in place totally. super super rewarding also i feel like if i were to tell my younger self like this story and what I'm doing now they would love it I feel like it 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 well you're gonna have kids one day I'm sure and to be able (laughs) to tell your kids this story one day is going to be extremely fulfilling and honestly it's gonna just you're gonna be such a helpful guide to like whatever your children want to do which is like even more magical because you're giving you're breaking like which is something I hope to do too is breaking generational trauma and like getting through that and like that's something you know we could go on a whole nother we could have another tangent about that but generational trauma and that's something that I can so see you having kids and being like we're gonna we're gonna do things totally different than I did in my household 
And, you know, even that, like knowing that you're going to create a life first for your, your generation, that's going to be empathetic, loving, hurt out, all the things, not that you weren't hurt out. I know you had social, everything was great, but you know what I mean? It's like, you are going to be able to offer all of those things and help your own, like people create the life that they want to live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then one other real quick a rewarding story would be um, a client that connected with me all the way across the country. Uh, She is about 10 years older than I am, worked in a great industry, super smart, has two kids, but felt like she was lacking in confidence in certain areas. And we've been working together for about six months now. And she's just made such a transformation. She has said it so many times. She's said that her husband would like to tell me like what a transformation she's made over the past few months. And that felt really good for someone who, you know, she, she is smart and capable and has done so much already in her life to feel like I helped support her with this change and this shift was a really good feeling. So that's the best. I always say to people like, whenever they come on the pod, I'm like, I hope you know, this is symbiotic. This is not just like a one way street. Like you're, they'll like leave being like, I feel great. I'm like, I feel great. I feel like a serotonin boost. Um, No, but it is, that is like so true. And then my last thing is, what's your biggest piece of advice for anyone who might be struggling right now? Also, this is not just meant for people who are struggling. So you can also like touch on that, that this, you don't have to be struggling to get a life coach. But for those who are, what would be your biggest, for anyone who might be struggling right now, what would be your biggest advice? And then what's your biggest advice for people who also don't need it, who just want to like change careers or change like something in their lives or. Sure. Sure. I guess for those who are struggling right now in whatever way, um, something that's always been helpful for me to think and remember is that um, everything in life is temporary. Even the painful moments, even though it doesn't feel like that when you're in it, Truly, everything is temporary. When you look back on instances in life and phases in your life, you realize that they have beginnings and they have ends. And um, it's temporary. It will pass. And you will get through on the other side. Uh, Genuinely believe that and feel that. And it's part of your story. You're, you're writing your story. You know, it's, it's part of this, this crazy thing that we're all in called life. And, um, think of it like that. It's great content for your story and for what will continue to shape you and mold you as the years, as the years go by and as time goes on. So I hope that that's, it's of course a very surface level tip, but, um, hopefully that's something that will, will help someone who's struggling and someone who isn't. Yeah. I mean, people hire life coaches for, so many different reasons. It might be because they're starting a new role within the same company and they got promoted and want to just feel that extra sense of confidence. Um, good for you. You know, don't feel uh, shy about investing in yourself. Something doesn't have to be wrong to invest totally. in yourself. You know, I always be, say to people, don't go to therapy yeah. when something's wrong. Go, go like all, like go, go just because, like ju- go just because. Don't go when something like yes. shit hits the fan because you won't find nothing growth doesn't happen when like one bad thing you have to change and evolve and it takes time it's not like a one session type thing so I always I always say like don't just go to a therapist just when shit hits the fan like you go on your good days and on your bad days completely and it's so transformative to just have that objective third party listening to you just that alone 
you know, they, they may not even offer any kind of groundbreaking insight, totally. but just having a third party who isn't a friend, who isn't a family member, listening to you, asking questions, uh, and letting you share and vent can make such a difference. So things don't have to be bad to get help. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. And I, and I don't even mean get help. Like you need help, but I mean like to take any step forward again to, I, I want to say to elevate yourself because that's what I think I keep using the word help, but what I really mean is to just elevate yourself. So Rael, it has been so real. You are truly, (laughs) truly like one of a kind. I wish all of you could see her beautiful face. And I would love if you could tell people where to follow you, where to find you. I will link everything on the description. So let us know where we can find you. Of course, of course. So my Instagram is at wellwithrael. Um, my website is wellwithrael.com and rael is spelled R-A-E-L-E. Um, I have a inquiry form on my website if you're interested in one-on-one sessions. It's super short and sweet, just something to get to know you better. And um, I reply to those inquiries right away. Uh, those are for one-on-one sessions, which are held remotely. And I'm also in the process of putting a few more things on my website um, for people who may not want one-on-one sessions, but may want more independent support. So I yeah. Love that. Well, those thank you so much things. for coming on and thank you for being <laughs> such a vibe. And thanks for listening to my little shit storm before this but you really are like I said like I always leave my podcast really thrilled and like you just warmed my whole soul for the rest of the day so I hope you realize that and you know just thank you so much for coming I got I'm at a loss for words like you are just a fucking vibe so thank you for coming on the vibe Rael and I will put everything in the bio everyone have a beautiful day (laughs)